0: Hello and welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. Today, we will be doing an interview with MLW wrestler, the Suplex Assassin, Alex Kane. We will be doing a review of AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, previewing tonight's Rampage Grand Slam, and predictions of Extreme Rules featuring Roman Reigns versus Finn It is time for my AEW Dream Matches. So I've picked five matches. There is rules that there will only one match per wrestler. So it's five matches, but no wrestler will appear twice because I thought it would be easier. And obviously I'd love to do Satan Punk versus whoever, 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 whoever. And that would be more CM Punk dream matches than AEW dream matches. So that wouldn't really work. So first up, we're kicking things off with the women. Ruby Soho versus Thunder Rossa. See, in WWE, Ruby Soho was not really able to showcase her skills. Being stuck in catering a lot, as Britt Baker said, on Dynamite. Um, so I think she hasn't been able to showcase her skills. And, I mean, a match against Thunder Rosa would bang. I mean, I hadn't been familiar with Thunder Rosa until last year when she debuted on AEW as the NWA Women's Champion. I mean, I hadn't had a clue who Thunder Rosa was, but she's really impressed me since, and honestly, I hope she's the next AEW Women's World Champion to throw in Britt Baker. I mean, Ruby Soho might have won by the time this is out. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so... Yeah, Ruby Soho might be the women's champion, which is good because this dream match can happen if that happens. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And I think they're both exceptionally talented and yeah. Ruby Soho, like, I didn't know much about her with WWE, not being used. I was just like, yeah, worst member of the Riot squad. But since she's come to AEW, I've been really impressed. And I've liked what she's done with Britt Baker, Jamie Herter, Rebel, and not Reba. I've really enjoyed that. So, yeah. Ruby Soho, Thunder Rosa. Let's get that match happening, Tony. Please. <laughs> Second match is <clears throat> the men's singles division for the first of three times on this little list. And it's Brian Danielson versus Adam Cole, baby. They are... Two new massive acquisitions for, t- for TK and AEW. And I think it's great that they've managed to get in. Adam Cole, he's managed to get in. Brian Danielson. This match has only ever happened the once. Throw away SmackDown back in 2019 when NXT invaded. Because of the Saudi stuff. When they all got stuck in Saudi, NXT came and invaded SmackDown. Brian Danielson versus Adam Cole for the NXT title. What a match that was, but they need to showcase it at a bigger pay per view stage. And they can get that opportunity in all elite wrestling. I think Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, that's a big money main event. Who wouldn't pay all the money in the world to see Brian Danielson versus Adam Cole for only the second time ever? The first time on a big pay per view stage. Get it at double or nothing. Get it at full gear in November. Get it whenever. Just Brian Danielson, (coughs) Adam Cole, Bucket Tony Khan. We need to see it. Yeah. And I think if you have the right story in Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, then it could be the best feud of the year. I mean, Adam Cole is the D-head heel with the elite who (laughs) runs around behind his mates acting all hard when he's not. Brian Danielson is the underdog, the one the fans all love. I mean, I certainly love him. I mean, I love Adam Cole Bebe as well, but like, yeah, Brian Danielson's the face. And against Adam Cole, they can both showcase what they've got whilst keeping Adam Cole as the bad guy. With the elite getting involved, the Bucks, the Good Brothers, Kenny Omega, Nakazawa, and Cutler, if necessary. Yeah. Sticking with the Elite for match three, we go to the tag division. It's the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers. Both Elite. Both solid tag teams. Both being involved with Omega. Both being involved with AJ Styles. Both being involved with Adam Cole. You name it, they've been involved with them. Finn Balor. So, I I was thinking, maybe if the Elite ever implodes, you can have this as a massive rivalry. Maybe you you split it into, like, two sets of three. We might do this on another podcast going to this fantasy book, this feud or something. But yeah, say so Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, the super click baby versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. and You've got an amazing three on three within the elite. I mean, if you have to do blood and guts, stick Nakazawa with Kenny and stick Brandon Cutler with the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I think even if you don't implode the elite, You can do this match and have it as a big brotherhood match. I mean, you can even play it off like they did recently on Dark Elevation with the Dark Order. Like, teasing a split, have them wrestle each other, have them have a good wrestle. I mean, I don't care who wins. Don't have the Impact Tag Titles on the line. I don't want to see the Young Bucks with them. (laughs) Yeah, the Bucks, the Good Brothers... It's a rock-solid match. And, I mean, my favourite tag match of all time right now is probably the All-Out match with the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. And before AEW, I never thought, oh, well, I like tag team wrestling because I just like WWE, so... It was a real shock for me that tag team wrestling could be as good as it is. Yeah, the Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, good brothers, any other brothers <laughs> that proved that to me. Match number four is a match that I think has surprisingly never happened. It's Kenny Omega versus Darby, Darby Allen. Darby Allen is someone I mean he was CM Punk's first match back in seven and a half years. <coughs> Apologies for the <laughs> cough there. Yeah, Darby Allen, I mean he's exceptionally talented, and yeah, he's had a rough past, but I think Darby is one hell of a wrestler, and he's got all the potential in the world. He's got the potential to be the best in the world, like CM Punk. He's got the potential to be a future AEW World Champion. Whilst I wouldn't have this match happen soon, I think it should happen eventually. Maybe not for the title, I don't know. Maybe if Pangman or Brian takes the belt off Omega and he needs a feud <coughs> without the title, after. Maybe a month off or whatever. I think, yeah, Darby Allen is probably the right man for that feud. And you can even have Kenny Omega having a bit of a face-off with Sting. Who'd have thought that possible back when Sting was retired from WWE and Kenny was in New Japan? I mean, Sting's still wrestling tags with Darby. I mean, you could either do the Young Bucks versus Darby and Sting. (coughs) Apologies. You could do the Good Brothers versus darby and sting you could do brandon cutler versus sting (laughs) that one's a joke i really don't want to see sting versus brandon cutler please do not give me that one tk but yeah kenny omega darby allen make it happen 2022 double or nothing yeah or out. i mean i'm not fussed tk make it happen kenny darby we need it we need it also i know i was just about to go on to match number five but i mean you could even have darby allen versus Adam Cole, baby! If you really wanted to. And that would be a banging match. See, I couldn't have said that on here because I said Danielson Cole. I mean, you could even do Brian Danielson. Darby Allen, and Sting. In a six-man tag with the super click, baby! Yeah, there's all sorts of matches you can have in a feud with Darby and the Elite. I mean, yeah. Yeah, quality. Sting, Darby... Call the Bucks, the Good Brothers, the anything, yeah, the elite, baby. And the final match on my AW Dream Matches list is your boy, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, in a fight with CM Punk. Look in my eyes, what do you see? a cult of personality, I know your anger, I know your dreams, I'm living everything you want to be, oh I'm a cult of personality, and after that plays MJF walks out, <laughs> MJF walks out, cult of personality, love it in a show in Chicago if you want, get him all that heel heat. MJF is the biggest, well, I the, he is the future biggest heel in wrestling. I mean, if not now, he may now be the biggest heel in wrestling. But in the future, he is your top dog. I think right now, in terms of heels in wrestling, he's probably only behind Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. And they're at the top of WWE and AEW. And I think MJF, he's got bags of potential and ability right now. And I think him in a match with a man like CM Punk getting the rub off him like Darby did, I think that would be amazing. Also, I thought I'll just say on my notes for this section, I've literally wrote CM Punk versus MJF, money, money, money. (laughs) Because it would. Money, money, money. MJF is the big bastard heel. And then CM Punk as your big baby face, maybe in Chicago. And honestly, I mean, CM Punk's won his debut match now. He's probably going to win his match against Powerhouse Hobbs Friday tonight. And it's going to be great. Punk versus Hobbs, Punk versus Starks, Punk versus MJF. And I would have MJF go over. He doesn't need... Punk doesn't need to beat everybody. I mean, he's saying about the young stars... And MJF, yeah, it would make him a star if he was to beat CM Punk, the best in the world, the former voice of the voiceless, CM Punk, MJF, boom. I haven't just come off watching AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. And can I just say, what a show. But I think it's time we reviewed it. So, start of the show. The show kicks off. We have a little bit of talk from the commentary for like a minute after the hype <coughs> intro thingy. And then Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. They come out. I and mean, we're starting. 30 minute time limit. Keep that right in your minds. Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, to kick off the show in Brian Danielson's first match outside of WWE for eleven years. Brian Danielson's first match since like April, is it? When he lost to Roman Reigns. How was he? i lost two matches in rest and Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, I don't know. Anyway, the match got underway. I've put down on my notes, it was a bit of an Indie finisher spam, and you know what, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, there was loads of finisher's, V-triggers, kick-outs. There was no one-winged angels, obviously. Because, never been kicked out of, and I'm glad about that. But the match, nonetheless, was amazing. And it was fantastic, great, whatever you want to use to describe an amazing wrestling match. It was that. The time limit draw was the result. So after 30 minutes, nobody, no man had won. And in my opinion, I think that was the right call to make. I mean, Brian's first match back being a draw is a bit of an iffy decision, but I think it was probably smart because neither man can really lose and you've got them time limit draws there for these situations and it'll help hype up a rematch for the championship. And I mean, Kenny Omega didn't beat Brian Danielson, but at the same so that can be used as like... I... You couldn't beat me, Kenny. But at the same time, I mean, Brian Danielson couldn't beat Kenny Omega. So Kenny could say, well, why do you deserve a shot? You couldn't beat me. So, yeah. And then after the match, we had a bit of a break. Boo. And then... Look in my eyes. What do you see? A cult of personality. Personality. I know your anger, I know your dreams, I'm moving every day. I don't know the words to this bit, what you wanna be, oh, I'm a cult of personality, <laughs> I promise, second time, don't Wait. Okay, um, there might be one more time on the podcast I do sing Cold of Personality, but hopefully that's it. (laughs) Hopefully for you. I mean, my singing voice, it's not amazing, especially not when I don't know the words to Cold of Personality. So, yeah. Anyway, out he comes. He cuts a promo, hyping up his match against Will Hobbs on Rampage. And he says, he compliments Kenny and Brian, saying he's, he's, I'm glad I'm not wrestling on Dynamite. How do you follow that up? I think that was good. But other than that, it was the same old shtick. I love the fans. I'm so glad to be back. This feeling is amazing. I love feeling this. I've never known for the last seven years I wanted to feel this again. All the young talent, yada, yada, yada. The same thing he's done every show since he's come back. Other than be battered by Will Hobbs and go, Darby Allen. So, yeah. Same old, same old. I'm not complaining. Obviously, it's CM Punk. But, yeah. Nothing new. Compared to what we've had in the last few weeks from Punk. And then, and then uh, next, MJF's music, here. here, out comes him and Wardlow, and I'll say this again, I don't know whether I said it previously, because I forgot that yesterday, but I think, Wardlow versus MJF is a match that has to happen at some point. I mean, MJF treats Wardlow like dirt, and Wardlow is a big beefy dude. And it, it could be like a bit like, not, not comparisons, but Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai in NXT. Where Dakota's the small heel, and, but where MJF is the small Weasley heel. And Ward does the big guy who's the face. And I think it could work and will work because, well, MJF is one of the best heels in wrestling. Anyway, then out came Brian Pillman Jr., they have a good ten, fifteen minute match, and I really enjoyed it actually. MJF won, obviously the right man winning in MJF. Although what he said about Pillman's family, I don't know whether that. Well, I'm not going to say I don't know whether it was the right choice. Just I don't know whether this should be the end. Like if if Pillman losing to MJF like that should just be the end of this feud because, well, Brian Pillman he's sticking up for him, saying his dad was in hell. And being really, really insulted towards his family. So, yeah. Anyway, MJF won. Maxwell, a Jacob, a Friedman with the victory. Probably the right call. Well, definitely the right call. <clears throat> especially after his loss to Jericho at All Out. And, yeah. To get MJF back on track to the moon. Future AEW world champion. And, as I said, on my dream matches... I want MJF versus Punk at some point, and MJF to go over, and I think he should. Anyway, after that, speaking of Chris Jericho, him and JK go over backstage, getting a bit of an interview on Dan Lambert, the men of the year, the American top team, and it appears the new chant they've got about him. It's happening. I'm a fat-faced dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yep, that's going on. It's... Yep. We're continuing with that about Dan Lambert, and it's fine great song <laughs> it should be the next fuzzy song <laughs> but yeah nothing new just hyping up rampage and then here comes mala kai black and i was <laughs> dreading this match thinking cody would probably win and then my suspicions were all but confirmed when cody Rhodes came out with the returning Brandy Rhodes. And you don't have someone return, get him with a face and then lose. Well, normally, obviously, a little spoilers. <laughs> anyway, the match did happen. There was a black mass. Cody fell out of the ring. So, he didn't get pinned by that black mass, but he also didn't kick out of the all. It's all good. Although Cody did hit a crossroads, I'm like, oh god, is this over? Is this over? One, two, Malachi kicks out. Of the crossroads what a thing to do I'm like I'm glad that Malachi is kicked out of it I'm glad that he's beat Cody again and the match ended Malachi Black spit missed at Mal- at Cody Rhodes sorry and then he rolled up Cody Rhodes for the one two three now roll ups are good in some situations and I mean they're definitely more sparsely used in all elite wrestling than the WWE but I don't think this was the right time to use a roll-up, and Malakai Black, he's a big star, he wouldn't really use roll-up, and missed, like, yeah, and I think he should have just, well, yeah, okay, maybe 10 minutes, but he should have black mass, one, two, three, and I know it's not a black mass anymore, I don't have the foggiest what it is, but yeah, whatever the black mass is called, one, two, three, should have been the end of the match, but I can't complain, Malachi Black, still won the right man still won i'm interested to see what they do with both malachi and cody going forward and i just pray that this isn't like malachi black and cody continuing until cody gets the win for his family please no we need malachi to win this feud we need this feud to be over now please anyway then there was a match announced for next week's Dynamite: Miro versus Sammy Guevara for the AEW TNT Championship, and I've been thinking for a while that the next TNT champion will be Sammy Guevara. Now I don't know whether this will be a bit of a screwy finish to do with Fuego or to do with anything to hype up a full gear. Mm. Match between the two, sorry if you heard my burp then, it wasn't deliberate. Anyway, I don't know whether it's going to hype up a future match between the two, or whether we get our new next week. And honestly, I don't mind either way. I think Sammy Gavaris should be the next AEW TNT champion. And Miro's held the belt for a while. Maybe you could have him continue to reign a bit longer. But he's had good matches, Eddie Kingston, Fuego. I mean, he beat Darby Allen for it. I can't remember who else he's faced since. Did he have a match with Lance Archer? I'm pretty sure I remember that. Then, FTR come out. Time for the tag match. Sting and Derby won that match. And I think that was obviously the right call to make. There was something I didn't like, which was Sting getting the fall over... Was it Dark? No, it was Cash. I think he made tap to the Scorpion Deathlock. Either way, I think Derby should have been the one to get that pin. As I think Sting and Derby are together to elevate Derby. So I think it should have been Derby to get the fall, but I'm not complaining. Sting and Derby still won. And I just want to say, I'm really impressed with Sting. I mean, he's 61, 62 now, and he's going really good in that tag match. Yeah, you probably... I don't know whether he'd be able to go in a 30-minute singles match, but for someone who could be, the, be me grander, I think, he's done brilliantly. And Sting... A man in his 60s doing that is not right. <laughs> yeah, great win for Sting and Derby. Hopefully, FTR can bounce back from the loss. Yeah, good match. And then... It is time for your main event of the evening as ruby soho will challenge dr Britt baker d m d for your AEW women's world championship and i was very happy to see this in the main event of the show very very happy to see it in the main event because i think women haven't I mean, had the showcasing moments in AEW, and i think it's something that needs to happen and we've got to have that ending shows and I'm glad that on the probably the biggest Dynamite ever, we have Britt Baker and Ruby Soho in the main event. And I'm glad that's happened. And that that's, I think... I don't know whether it was the right call to have it on this one with Kenny and Brian, but as it went with Time Limit Draw, it probably would be a bit iffy, the end, seeing as the last one is like, it's for one fall or short time remaining, and, and Time Limit Draw would have just closed. Yeah, I see why they've done it, and I... Yeah. I think it was the right call. Yeah, it was the right call. I'm going with it. This was the right call. Getting Kenny Bryant started. So by the time you get a rampage, they're all thingy. they're, um, They're all fresh. Well, not fresh. Obviously, they've just seen two hours of brilliant wrestling and they have to see another two hours of brilliant wrestling, but you know what I mean? And then at the end of the match, 10, 15 minutes later, Rebel distracted the referee whilst Jamie Hayter got involved and attacked Ruby Soho. And then Britt Baker locked in the lockjaw, I believe it's called, and Ruby Soho, I can't remember whether she tapped or passed, but either way, Britt Baker beats Ruby Soho by submission to retain the AEW Women's World Championship. And I think this was the right call, and I just hope... And I pray that I come full gear, we can get Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Thunder Rossa 3. And that's it for the Dynamite review. I'll be doing a rampage preview recording it right after this. It's going to be up in like literally 10 seconds for you, so yeah. <laughs> So, previewing AEW Rampage Grand Slam, there's six matches announced for this, so I'm just going to get on with it. First match I'm going to talk about is CM Punk versus Powerhouse Will (coughs) Hobbs. And I think the derby match for CM Punk should be an example of what to come here. I think 10, 15 minutes maybe kick off the show. I'm thinking and CM Punk beats Will Hobbs in about 10, 15 minutes, and... It helps elevate Will Hobbs being an opponent of CM Punk so early on, and his first TV opponent since like twenty like January twenty fourteen. I think that would be it'd be ridiculous, and I think that would be great for Will Hobbs to get the rub of CM Punk, just like Darby Allen did. And I think, yep, yeah, Punk win, but Will Hobbs should shine. I mean, there should be some near falls where it looks like Will Hobbs could actually beat him. And that's my opinion. That's actually what I think is going to happen as well. I hope it does happen. And I hope this helps elevate Will Hobbs. Because he's a really good wrestler. And he's got bags bags, and bags of potential. So I just hope he can exploit that and get the win. Not get the win. Sorry, my sorry, head's all over the place. No. And put up a good fight against CM Punk. Punk wins. Ignore me saying I want Hobbs to get the win. Well, I, I wouldn't mind Hobbs getting the win. But... Right, I'll stop rambling, I'll <coughs> move on to the next thing. <coughs> Apologies. So, next up, I've got about Jericho and Hager versus the Men of the Year. You see what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen is different here. I would love to see the Men of the Year, Ethan Page, Scott Biosky, powered by American Top Team with Dan Lambert, if you remember anyway i think the men of the year should beat jericho and hager i mean jericho and hager aren't that proven of a tag team i mean yeah they're both in the inner circle together but santana and ortiz are the proven tag team of the inner circle and i can s- sort of see the men of the year winning that. i think probably it'll be jericho and jake hager but if the men of the year win i mean lucha bros are faces i think You definitely faces as, as your tag team champions and the men of the year Heels, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and they could easily be a good duo to go up against the Lucha Bros for the Tag Team Championships at some point after they've finished all the stuff with Butcher and Blade, etc. So I'm going to say I want the Men of the Year to win, but I think it will probably be Jericho and Hager with the W. But yeah, Men of the Year for the win. Then we got the six man tag. Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express, which includes Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, versus the Super Clip, which includes Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, baby! I can't wait for this six-man tag. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks finally reunited after four to five years. Oh boy, it's going. To be a good one, and I think we should get a win for the heels here. The super click first match back, they should win. I presume Adam Cole will probably get a pinfall over Luchasaurus, maybe Jungle Boy. I mean, you can even have a big face off between Cole and Cage, lead up to that for full gear, maybe for the Impact World Championship. Imagine me, Adam Cole is your Impact World Champion. I mean, I don't think you would do that at full gear though, because I think Josh Alexander is going to win. The Impact World Championship are bound for glory. But that's completely irrelevant to AEW Rampage. We will talk about Josh Alexander and Impact Wrestling another time. (laughs) But yeah, I think Adam Cole and Christian Cage will probably be Adam Cole's first singles feud in AEW, like it's full-on feud, first pay-per-view match at full gear. But yeah. I think this can be a great six man tag for match. Speaking of multi-man tags, we got the eight man tag. We got the Lucha Bros of Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, <coughs> teaming with proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. Of course, the Lucha Bros are of the Death Tri- Triangle with Park as of right now, versus The Butcher, The Blade, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy of Butcher and The Blade Private Party, respectively, but the Hardy Family Office as a whole. And I'm a bit stuck on what should and what I want in this match. Because on one side, you've got the Hardy family office. who are probably in need of a big win. Especially with the Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy stuff coming up. But then on the other side, you've got Penta and Ray Phoenix. Who are obviously the AEW Tag Team Champions. And you don't want them to suffer defeat. Even if it's Santana Ortiz taking the pin. So I'm going to say that I think Lucha Bros and and powerful should get the win in this, but I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, you can pin Isaiah Cassidy or Mark Quinn. Sorry, Mark. I know you. We posted my Insta story and everything, but yeah, I think maybe Isaiah Cassidy takes the pinfall. Penta pins him, and we lead up to a rematch between the Butcher and the Blades, and the Lucha Brothers for the Tag Team Championships. It's the Lucha Bros win again, but that's what I think we're leading to. I mean, it it's not gonna be a bad match if it happens on Dynamite or Rampage. And then we lead up to a men of the Year, Good Brothers, one of them teams, facing the Lucha Bros out full gear. I'm fine with that. And then we got the women's match on AEW Rampage of Anna J versus Penelope Ford. I think Anna should win the match, but I wouldn't be fussed if it is Penelope Penelope. I've just wanna say Penelope because it's the joke it's called all like youtube i think tom campbell it's not it's not penelope it's penelope ford penelope i'm so sorry for messing that up anyway anna J versus penelope ford i think anna should get the win but then post-match we have another segment like anna J versus the bunny last week on rampage where the bunny and <coughs> penelope ford attack anna J after the match here comes ty Conte. here comes ty conti making the safe and then we get a tag team match on either next week's Dynamite or next week's Rampage to finally blow off this stuff, and we can move on with both. And I think we need to get these up to the women's world championship picture. I mean, Ty Conti and Jay exceptionally talented as are the Bunny and Penelope Ford. And I'd love to see Ty Conti versus Brobeka in the lead up to full gear for the aw women's world championship and i've heard rumors that they're going to be making a secondary women's championship honestly i, I don't know whether i agree with this right now with how aw is booking the women and how well not weak but not that strong the women's roster is but if they do it'll be a great chance for ty contney and etc to shine if you give them the opportunity and i think they should yeah, and I'm also, I also think if AEW make a new championship, I think it should be an AEW Dark Championship. Just a main event dark every week and dark elevation. Yeah. Then the main event, we have a lights out unsanctioned whatever it is match between Eddie Kingston and Jen Moxley. You are a wild thing. the Da-na-na-na. you make my heart swing you see i said i wouldn't sing cult of personality again i forgot to sing judas when i was on about quiz jericho so you get wild thing anyway they're facing suzuki goon of minoru suzuki and lance archer and i think i don't mind who wins and i'm not even going to say who i think should win because i don't know who should win i don't know who i think should win and i think either way this would be good I think if you want to build up to another match between John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki, then have Suzuki and Archer, Suzuki Goon, go over over Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. But honestly, I don't mind it. I think this should be the main event of Rampage. And I honestly really don't mind who gets the victory as long as it's a good match, which I'm sure it will be. I'm sure this will not disappoint anybody. Well, other than those that are squeamish at a hardcore wrestling, then you might want to turn off. But I think either way, this match is going to be great. Either way, this match is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to watch it. And that's it for Rampage. Coming up next, I've got something I think that might interest some people, might not interest others, is section four of the podcast, which will be Nathan Wrestling Entertainment. Now, that's going to be a fantasy booking thing. I'm going to do every podcast. where I can use any wrestler any current wrestler in the world and yeah you'll get the gist of it in a moment hola hola player player Nathan wrestling entertainment episode 1 of the nwe this kicks off with the general manager teddy long hola hola player player teddy long kicks off the show and he says this is the new company the new big thing in all of entertainment he doesn't mention fantasy booking because obviously it's a real thing damn it and he says any wrestler in the current world of professional wrestling can be and compete on this show And he announces that we will be starting a 16-man tournament for the Men's World Championship starting tonight with four last 16 matches. The matches aren't going to be announced. You'll find out as the show goes on. Here comes... Paul Heyman with uh, your tribal chief, the head of the table, the big dog, Roman Reigns, and he comes out with Paul Heyman. Obviously, we acknowledge the tribal chief here and Nathan Wrestling Entertainment here on that wrestling podcast. We acknowledge your tribal chief, and he comes out, and him and Paul have something to say to Teddy. Heyman and Reigns talk about the entire wrestling world, Roman gets on the mic and he says, Kenny Omega, he ain't the real world champ. CM Punk, hey, the fans, GF CM Punk's name, Roman Reigns says, CM Punk. Is nothing compared to the head of the table, the tribal chief. Roman Reigns is better than CM Punk. And he will face him at some point in NWE history and whoop his ass. Paul Heyman then says to Teddy Long that Roman Reigns is winning this. He will not only be the universal heavyweight champion, but he will also be the Nathan Wrestling Entertainment heavyweight champion. And who should interrupt them? Dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Of course, it's Finn Balor continuing over the actual feud going on in WWE. Finn Balor comes out, and Teddy Long says, Well, it looks like we got our first last 16 match, and it's starting right now. The self proclaimed tribal chief, that comment makes Roman look, Roman Reigns will face. The man formerly known as the Demon. Forget the Demon's come back in WWE for now. Finn Balor in the last 16. And it's kicking off right now. <clears throat> so we got Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor in the last 16. It goes 11 minutes, 22 seconds. The Usos come out towards the end of the match and they distract Balor. One Uso, Jimmy, distracted the referee whilst Jay kicks Finn Balor right in the heed getting him all dazed turns around, there's the spear ref turns around, one two, three here is your winner, and entering the quarterfinals. Roman Reigns so we head off to a break, and when we come back, dun 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 Dun, 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 dun. The following contest is scheduled for one fall, and it's another slash sixteen match. And the winner of this match will face Roman Reigns in two weeks' time in the quarterfinals. Introducing first the almighty former WWE champion Bobby Lashley. Obviously, he's accompanied by MVP because that kayfabe injury didn't happen in this fantasy booking. And Bobby Lashley comes out and he says, Who wants to fight the old body? I'm become I'm become I'm becoming. Yeah, you get the gist. What have I become now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved? i pushed them all away. And I have been a slave to the Judas in my mind. Is there something left for me to save in the wreckage of my life? My life, I've become a victim, yeah, Judas in my mind. You get the juice. It's Chris Jericho, and he's coming to face Bobby Lashley. The match goes about eight minutes, and the match ends in a disqualification. Yep, Simon Miller, gets the board up, but it ends in a disqualification after MVP attacks Chris Jericho. Lashley's not that annoyed. Because he's been wound up by Chris Jericho online, we're gonna say, going to say, on Twitter, going into this. He's, yeah, Lashley whining on Twitter about Jericho. So it's okay, DQ, technically, well not technically, Chris Jericho is in the quarterfinals. And in two weeks it will be Roman Reigns versus Chris Jericho. But after the match, Lashley continues attacking Chris Jericho. But who should come out? Even though Lashley's on top. We get Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. The T's going after Bobby Lashley. But they attack Chris Jericho with Bobby Lashley. And MVP announces the Hurt Business is back together and nobody can stop us. They keep beating on Chris Jericho. And then here comes Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful, of course, making the save. They clear the ring and the inner circle stand tall as we go into another break. Then the break ends. I fell tin 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 I fell. I don't know the, if there's any of I hate sleep and my head's on fire I hate creeps and I hate liars Here comes Darby Allen and he cuts a promo He says I ain't in it for the world championship I'm in it to be Darby Allen and I need the biggest names in wrestling. And I want John Cena. The fans cheer. Darby Allen has called out John Cena. I mean, you could say maybe John Cena was there. Obviously, you can't see him. But John Cena did not come out. There's no answer. And then Darby gets on the mic. And he says, John, if you ain't here next week, I'm going to hunt you down myself. And it ain't going to be pleasant if you don't come next week. And the fans cheer. Be careful, John. Or me and Sting are going to make you regret not coming. <coughs> Darby leaves and the fans are loving it. Will we see Darby Allen and John Cena next week? Only time will tell. <coughs> and then who should come out for the next Last 16 match? You know it's all about the boom. Adam Cole baby, baby. You know it's all about the boom. Adam Cole baby. Yeah. bully yeah, you get the gist. And his opponent he is the current All Elite Wrestling World Champion, Kenny. Oh, Omega. <clears throat> so the match we got is Omega versus Adam Cole, baby. You might think, oh, "Why is this happening? Two members of the elite." Do you remember Star Kid 1990, whatever it was, Hogan versus Nash? Well, <laughs> this is fantasy booking. So we have 30 seconds of just walking around the ring with the fans going. Baby, Kenny, baby, Kenny. Chanting for both of them. And then Adam Cole steps into the middle of the ring. Kenny Omega steps into the middle of the ring. Kenny Omega pokes Adam Cole on the chest. Adam Cole lies down and Kenny pins him for the one, two, three. Kenny Omega is in the quarterfinals after a minute of wrestling against Adam Cole after a finger poke of doom segment. (laughs) Yes, I've had a DQ and a finger poke of doom in my first episode. I'm a great fantasy booker. I'm a great booker in general. Uh, Anyway, this will lead to something. I won't tell you what, because obviously, tune in to... Next week, the next podcast, the podcast after that, da-da-da-da-da, the pay-per-view, which will be a bonus episode. I'm just going to say that now. won't be regularly scheduled podcast. Anyway, so Kenny Omega is in the quarterfinals, and we will find out his opponent later on tonight. <clears throat> anyway, well, not later on tonight. It's the match after this, but shh. We cut backstage, and there's a little four-way argument going on between Ruby Soho, the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And then we got Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And they're all having a bit of a brawl backstage. And who should walk up, but... Who should walk in on these other than... Teddy Long, the general manager. And he says... Ladies, (laughs) Ladies, <laughs> I'm sick of this brawling. Next week, we gonna have a tag team match. Hola, holla! player, player. Sadly, I can't do any one on one with with the uh, with the Undertaker in this, but we will have a tag team match. holla, holla, player, player. On next week's NWE next podcast, tune in if you want to find out who wins it. And then the following contest is your main event of the evening introducing first, the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. I'm a cult of personality. I know, I promised, I'm sorry. Anyway, and his opponent, from Chicago, Illinois, CM Punk. Now, this match goes 17 minutes, and it's a great main event for your first show. Punk versus McIntyre. About five minutes into the match, there's a Claymore. One, two, kick out from CM Punk. About ten minutes into the match, there's another Claymore. With a one, a two, and a kick out. And then we get towards the 15 minute mark. <clears throat> Drew's wondering what to do. He looks outside the ring, sees a chair. And he's thinking, do I? But obviously, he's a face brother. He doesn't need a thing. He goes for a third straight Claymore. Punk moves. Punk goes for a GTS. But McIntyre wiggles his way off him. Future Shock DDT. One, two, Punk Kicks out again. We have another two minutes of both men getting back into the match. Punk picks up McIntyre. Go to sleep. <clears throat> One. Two. And a kick out from Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is kicked out of the GDS for the first time since Punk's return. And then Punk just... He picks him up again. A second. Go to sleep. 17 and a half minutes into the match. And it's a one. And it's a two. And it's a three. I'm a cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I'm living everything you wanna be. Here's your winner? CM Punk. And to win the show, Punk celebrating. You know it's all about the boom. Adam Cole comes running out. Then comes the Young Bucks. Then comes the Good Brothers. Then comes Kenny Omega and the Six Beat. Down on CM Punk. To close the show, the Elite stand tall. As we have another match set for next week. Not next week, sorry, episode three. Roman Reigns versus Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. But, of course, you're not bothered about episode three yet. You're bothered about episode two. So, next week, we have that tag team match. Holla, holla, Player Player, Ruby Soho and Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And then we have the other four last 16 matches. I'm not going to confirm a thing about who's in them or what matches taking place. You'll have to find out next week. And then the winners of their matches will be facing each other in the quarterfinals on episode three alongside Punk Omega, Reigns Jericho. Honestly, I want feedback on Nathan Wrestling Entertainment and I want to see if you want to go and vote because I really enjoy this little bit, but I don't know whether you'll like it. So please give me feedback on that.wrestling page on Instagram. Thank you. Sorry to do this, but I do have a few advertisements for you. It's obviously something you don't want to hear, you want me to get on with the podcast. But don't worry, it's all wrestling advertisements. I would like to shout out a few is wrestling Instagram accounts. First up, my account, that dot wrestling page, please give it a follow. And if you don't already, obviously. Then there's my group page with a few other guys, The Running Knee. Please give that a follow if you don't already. And then, I'd like to shout out Debatable Wrestling Opinions. Follow them if you don't already. In-ring Reports, follow them if you don't already. Burn It Down YT, follow them if you don't already. That's just some of the group wrestling accounts on there. I'll probably do this next week as well. And also, time to get hyped. Because coming up, the interview with the suplex assassin, Alex. Kane. Hello. Hello, how's it going? You're good. Welcome to that wrestling podcast. Well. Wow. So I've got like three questions related to wrestling.
1: Okay.
0: So the first one is if you had a current wrestler that's like wrestling right now to have a dream match with, who would you have it with? That's
1: um. Can I, can I do two? Can I do two? I'm gonna do two. Um, I actually going to do three. Uh, Big E, Shelton Benjamin, and Will Hobbs.
0: That's good selection. <laughs> if yeah. it's, I'd love to see Alex Ken versus Big E for the
1: WWE Championship. Yeah, that that would be nuts. That would be crazy. Nice. It didn't even got to be for the championship. I just threw up for Big E. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, I'm like 260 by then.
0: Yeah. So, I presume you've seen WWE. <laughs> so, yes. do, you, do you know like what they've done with NXT?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Well, What's your it.
0: thoughts on the new NXT?
1: I... I don't necessarily like that they're going with these like super cartoony names. Yeah. Um I also don't like that they kind of shut the well off for like indie guys to, you know, go there. Um, but I understand <laughs> what they're trying to do. They're trying to uh strike gold with with building their own homegrown talent, like they did with the with the fourth OVW class that had Orton. Cena, Brock, and Shelton, I believe, um, yeah. and I mean it worked for for them, but I think right now was like the wrong time to do it because of how hot wrestling, independent wrestling, is right now, and there's just so much talent that could come from the independent in the WWE to make it so much better. Um, uh, other than that, I like this. I like. I kind of like the new setup. I, I, it's not as gritty or it's not as gritty as it used to be, but it feels more open and inviting to new ideas. So as long as, you know, the people that are there are having fun and everybody's involved in something and it becomes, and it, and they, and actually it is, if it actually is developmental to the point where they can leave NXT and go to the main roster and still be still have that continuity of character, cool. If not, you can crash it.
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. So, MLW, Major League Wrestling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is there any companies you'd like to see them working with, like an AEW and an Impact, for example? I'll be-
1: I'd like to, I mean, did you say other than AEW and impact?
0: No. Um that was just an example. Oh, like, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely AEW. I keep seeing Dan Lambert up there. And he's the one that negotiated my contract. So I would like to uh like to get mixed in with there with the with his with the American top team that he's bringing in there. Impact would be cool. Um NWA eh, actually no. I don't know if NWA and MOW would would mesh well. Mm. Their, the presentations are different are very, very different. Yeah. Um I know that I know that there's some connections within MOW to Japan and Mexico. So I would like to get in the mix of that. I'm trying to go international with the shit. But yeah, definitely those companies. And, those regions, I guess. Yeah. Fun. So,
0: if you were ever offered the chance to, like, wrestle on an AEW dark, would you take that?
1: I'd, I mean, if I could do it while under contract, sure. If not, then, no, I wouldn't take it. But, if I was a free agent, I'd, I'd, I'd go do it. Because yeah. then I do I do dark and then they see how great I am and then they put me on Dynamite.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, WWE's got Extreme Rules coming up this weekend. Do you think Finn Balor can take the championship off Roman Reigns?
1: Uh, Demon Finn... It depends on which demon Finn shows up if it's just like the, the demon Finn that, that they've kind of like saddled him with I don't really think so I don't think that demon Finn has really gotten in them anymore but if they allow him to come back with one of the other demon Finn uh, renditions maybe um, mm. but that's that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a strong maybe that's a strong maybe Because Roman's hot right now. Yeah. Roman's hot right now. Roman's like... uh, I'm not going to call him Thanos because that's too... uh, (laughs) That's that's, that's too spot on because he's got the gauntlet. But Roman Reigns is like... Roman Reigns is like the Green Ranger when he went evil. He was just whooping everybody's ass. That's why why I kind of see Roman. So, yeah. Finn gonna have to really bring it, bring it. If, he <laughs> gonna, if he's gonna, bring it, he's gonna
0: have to bring, it, bring it, yeah, Roman could probably hold the title, so like WrestleMania 39. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: so they're the U.S. Championship match at Extreme Rules Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus Who do you
1: see? I, I hope Damian Priest retains, I don't want to. I don't want to see what a I don't I don't need another Seamus U.S. title run. Yeah, and, I mean Jeff Hardy's cool, but I ain't trying to see that either. So I hope Damian Priest puts arrows through both their heads and uh, retains the belt.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one because I don't want to see Damian Priest lose the title. So one more on Extreme Rules: Becky then Bianca Belair.
1: Becky boy, Becky Belair better but better beat the brakes off of Becky Lynch. She better beat so like don't even waste time with her entrance. Like as soon as Becky Lynch stepped through the curtain, just stop. Just on her. She need to beat the brakes off of Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch did her so wrong. Yeah. So wrong. 26. I have like, I haven't really like watch watch so much, but uh like I've seen like clips in here here and there. I do kinda like uh I think from what I saw, like I think it's Big Coat Becky now. <laughs> I think it's Big Coat Becky. She'd be taking she be taking the most simple things. Well pretty much all they take the most simple things and get them over and they make them huge. So weird. Yeah.
0: Well, so I've got one more one like Predictions and stuff, not for All extreme. Right. But, but Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson have the match tonight in AW. Mm-hmm. So do I'm you sorry. see Daniel, Brian Danielson? Sorry, do you see him when beating Kenny Omega,
1: bro? If he beat Kenny Omega, that would be a shock to the world. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's funny how they're talk, how they're. Talking about it as like it's a dream match, like it hasn't happened before. Um, <laughs> that, I hate when they do that. Like, they've wrestled before. I don't know. I've, I think they've wrestled a few times, if not just once, but they've wrestled before. So it's not really, it's not a dream match. I mean, it's a different Kenny and a different Daniel, but still, I mean, a different Brian. Different Brian, no. Oh. Um, but and I'm gonna just say I I want to see Brian Danielson win because I really I still don't get the hype of Kenny Omega. I need to go watch some more Kenny Omega, but from what I've watched, it's just like you Triple H from Attitude, you added you know you ruthless aggression Triple H. Okay, bud.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for your time really appreciate Thank it. Thank
1: you. No problem. Anytime.
0: Thanks for coming on. So, have you got anything coming up that you want to mention?
1: Uh, I have Action Wrestling this Friday. Act Accordingly. Uh, triple Threat Tag Team Match for the action for the new Action Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Uh, I've got New South.
0: Tag team championships.
1: Yeah, they ever new. I mean, I guess they decided to they decided to introduce the tag belts, which is nice. It's always nice to have a tag team division. Me and my partner Damian Tanger, are going going to uh, capitalize and win the gold. Uh, I've got New South on Sunday. Um, I've got Viral Pro on uh, October 9th. 9th. In Thomaston, Georgia, against Joe Black. I don't know if you know who Joe Black is. That man is uh, a real one. Uh, And then I've also got MLW, the Fightland, on October 2nd. So that's what I got coming up.
0: So, a question on many of my minds may be what is coming up next week, next edition of That Wrestling Podcast. And the answer is the second edition of Nathan Wrestling Entertainment. Assuming it doesn't get a really bad reaction, then I might <coughs> scrap it. Hopefully it doesn't, because I really enjoyed it. Do you know what, I'm doing it anyway. Who cares how bad of a reaction? Well, unless it gets like, you know, Ric Flair bad reaction. Level. Obviously, I mean, He did some sex bestie. I've just done an idea. All that. Just grab everything. I've just... (laughs) Uh, Sorry. I've got problems. Anyway. Yeah, we've got the second edition of Nathan Wrestling Entertainment. Featuring the last 16 matches, of course. And. Yeah. Women tag match. Also, I'd like to give a special thank you again to Alex Kane for... Coming on the podcast. I mean, he didn't know what to expect. I mean, we've never had a podcast before, and he come on, we had a good little chat. So check out Alex Kane's stuff if you haven't already. It's really good. So thank you to the suplex assassin Alex Kane for coming on. Then I'm going to be doing a review of Rampage Grand Slam. Yep, a week late, but we're gonna be doing a review of Rampage Grand Slam. <clears throat> And I don't know what else I'm going to be doing. Probably a review of Extreme Rules. But other than reviews of Rampage, Extreme Rules. Second episode of Nathan Resident Entertainment. I don't know what's going to happen. Other than one thing. One thing. And we got a big announcement for you boys and girls. Or girls and boys. Obviously. I I don't discriminate. I didn't mean to put boys first. I just, you know, stereotype. Shut up. Shut up, Nathan. Anyway. we got the special announcement that we got another wrestler for the next podcast. Luke Curtis will be coming on the podcast next week to do an interview. And I am pumped. I am hyped for Luke to come on the podcast. And yet again, I'm going to make a special thank you to Luke for agreeing to do this. And I can't wait to do the interview with him. obviously, if you want to know where you've heard him from, he was on AEW Dark this past Tuesday in a losing effort to Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. So, but he was on AEW Dark anyway. Luke Curtis is coming on the podcast and it's going to be great. Coming up in just a few seconds. This isn't next week, by the way, this is a few seconds. We've got Extreme Rules, Predictions. Welcome to the final part of the podcast. (coughs) Apologies. The Extreme Rules, Predictions. (coughs) My throat's hurting because I've recorded about an hour of the podcast in one. So, yeah. Anyway, first match, Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I can honestly see this being bumped at the pre-show. And if any match will be on the pre-show that's already announced, it will be this one. And I think Liv Morgan should get the win. And my prediction is Liv Morgan. (coughs) I think Liv has to win. Because we need credible face challenges for Becky if you're going to have her as a heel. We got Bianca, but after Bianca, who, who the fuck have we got? So... We gotta have Liv Morgan get the win over Carmella to prove that. Yeah, Liv is a good challenger for Becky. Liv can challenge Becky, and do you know what? Maybe Liv is the one to take the title off Becky down the line. Liv needs that championship at some point. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put the rocket on her and strap it, and push it to the moon. <coughs> Lol, Cameron Grimes to the moon. We gotta get Liv Morgan a push, a push. And this match is perfect for the lower card babyface win. The house show match. <laughs> the of... And do you know what? The feud's been stupid. I mean there was that nine eleven show when the match got canned. Stupid. Especially for Zelina Vega, the tag match. With what happens with her father nine eleven. So I think that was a bit insensitive. But yeah, and the whole feud, it's been about, oh, Carmella's beautiful. Carmella's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Shut up. For one, she probably isn't. And for two, (laughs) what a stupid thing to put your feud around. I mean, you wouldn't do a feud about the most beautiful man in all of WWE, would you? So why are you doing it for these? Why do the women have to have a most beautiful woman in our of WWE feud? It's stupid. It is really, really stupid. Anyway, Liv Morgan wins, and then we can get rid of this all. God-awful, Carmella is beautiful and hot feud for the existence. Please, for the love of God. Liv Morgan wins. Get rid of Carmella for a bit. Next, we got the United States Championship Triple Threat. Damien Priest, Seamus, and Jeff Hardy. Don't you see the writing on the wall? Writing on the wall. (laughs) Time has come and gone for words. Yeah. You see, I have to sing a lot of songs, you know, a lot of wrestling themes. It's a thing, you know. Anyway, I think <coughs> Damian Priest has to beat Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. That's my what I want to happen. And what I think will happen will be Damian Priest will get the win over Jeff Hardy <coughs> and Sheamus. I think Damian Priest, he's just won the United States Championship four or five weeks ago at SummerSlam. And it's pointless taking the championship off him. And he doesn't need the championship taken off him. I think he can have a good run. Maybe go to SmackDown with it in the draft. Honestly, I think maybe a switch between Nakamura and Priest would be a good one. Also, SmackDown predictions, Nakamura will beat Priest. And Sheamus, it would be pointless for him to really get a win. I mean, he's just had a run from Mania to SummerSlam with the United States Championship. Stupid for him to win it back. And Jeff Hardy, as much as my, my mate Dax might be annoyed at this, I think Jeff Hardy is just in there to take the pinfall. <clears throat> and, I mean, he's, he was in the 24-7 title picture a few weeks ago. Of course, Jeff Hardy will not be winning the United States Championship. I mean, he's a great wrestler. He's a legend of the game. And you know what? I'd love to see Jeff Hardy have another one. But not right now. It's and Priest's time. And this is predictions, not fantasy booking, like Nathan Wrestling Entertainment. That's fantasy booking. This is my Extreme world's predictions. It's what I think will happen, not what I want to happen. So I think... Damien Priest, Priest, will get the victory over Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I mean, I'm not saying that's not what I want to happen. I do want that to happen. We'll go on. Anyway, before we continue, I would like to say, if there's only six matches in these predictions, if there's anything more added, sorry, I'm recording this on Thursday because the podcast's out Friday before SmackDown. Record it before SmackDown. You'll hear it before SmackDown unless you listen to it late. And, yeah, sorry if there's any other matches announced. You can see my predictions on the Running Knee Instagram account closer to the time, cheeky plug, you know. <laughs> then we got the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Alma against the world, <laughs> Bianca Belair. So we got that SmackDown Women's Championship match. And I predict Becky Lynch will get the win, although um, I don't know whether it will be... Like, it might be a Bianca DQ. It might end up being, like, a weird double DQ no-contest thing because I think Sasha Banks, it's probably likely that she will get involved. I heard she's clear to compete again. We just need the right moment to insert Sasha into the feud with Bianca and Becky. And a pay-per-view is that right moment. And I think... Well, I hope and I pray for the love of God that this isn't another squash match. And I mean... It is Becky's first proper match back. I mean, she's already the champion, and she hasn't had a proper match yet. But, yeah, it's a 26-second squash match. So hopefully, it's her first non 26-second squash match. So, she should probably be getting the win. I mean, Bianca can win the title back eventually, come maybe Rumble Mania time. Bianca can become a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, but at the that, Right now, it's the man's time. And the man, Becky Lynch, will pick up the double hue... And beat Bianca Belair. Probably some Sasha Screwy stuff after the match. Whoa. You winner. And still. Smackdown. Women's. Champion. Becky. Lynch. Also I'm just about to go into another Smackdown match. I think it's weird. But maybe we've got a Smackdown left. And there's only been two Raw matches announced for Extreme Rules. Which is the US title trip threat, that. And the match we're going to get to after this one. Anyway. The Usos versus the Street Profits. I'll make the swag like nobody can. <clears throat> for the Smackdown Tag Team Championships. I honestly, this is a match that I don't know who's going to win. But I think it's more likely the Usos win. And my prediction is the Usos. I mean, on my notes here, my reasoning is, Bloodline, they're the ones. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, I mean, the Bloodline, yeah. They're currently on top of the game, all holding the gold. Maybe we we'll are get Naomi into it at some point. But <clears throat> with them all holding the gold at some point, as much as I'd love to see Profits win the tag titles back, I think it's currently the Usos' time. It's currently the Bloodline's time. So we keep the straps on J and Jimmy. On the Usos. And they beat Street Profits. at Extreme Rules. For the Smackdown Tag Team Championships. And there's a reason. I actually want the Usos to win. Simply because. RK-Bro vs the Usos. Survivor Series. Is something that really intrigues me. So don't screw that up. I mean Profits vs RK-Bro is a decent match. But I prefer Usos RK-Bro. So, yeah. That's that. <coughs> Match number five. I've got it written down here. Is Charlotte Blair. Woo! I mean, it's probably a bit insensitive to do the woo, but it's also Charlotte Flair's thing, too. Woo. <laughs> Against challenger Alexa Bliss. Rip off Bray Wyatt. Further all, Women's Championship. I also like it how this half. Half the cards women's matches, half the cards men's as it stands. Obviously, there's probably some added, but yeah, as it stands. I think it's a decent card. I think we'll definitely get a match added. Big E, Lashley, maybe. If that match does happen, Big going to retain. So you got it here. If E, Lashley does happen, Big E wins. <coughs> anyway, Charlotte Alexa. I think if a title change was to happen, then it's most likely to happen in this World Women's Championship match. I honestly don't know who I want to win. I don't like Charlotte, but I also don't want Alexa to win just to pump Charlotte's title numbers for her to beat the current most controversial figure in wrestling, her dad, as the most world championship brands. And I think that, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have Charlotte be the champion, we need long runs, not just... Not long runs, long run. I mean, we don't need a million different runs of Charlotte as champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need Charlotte Flair to have a long run if she's going to be the champion. And Alexa Bliss needs to go back to her old gimmick now. I mean, Charlotte Flair said it on Raw. I mean, Alexa Bliss is a bit of a joke now, especially after they released The Fiend. I mean, this was Bray Wyatt's creative idea. And they've just lobbed it on Alexa Bliss going, here we go. It was never on Wyatt, but it was, wasn't it? It was on Wyndham Rotunda. (coughs) So, yeah. You can't hide it and it's stupid. Well, I mean, the gimmick, I mean, it's not stupid, it's creative. I mean, obviously, to an unwrestling fan, someone who acts like the possessed and plays with dolls is a bit stupid, especially when they're a 30 year old woman. (laughs) But I predict the winner will be Charlotte Flair. Alexa Bliss goes off TV for a month. She comes back to either Raw or SmackDown. as normal Alexa Bliss in a month or two's time. I pray. I mean, that's a hope, not a prediction. I hope it's a prediction. Mean, yes, just please do that. Charlotte Flair will probably win and retain the Roman's Championship. If she doesn't, I mean, Charlotte Flair is just going to win the bell back in a month anyway. And then uh, we got your main event of the evening. Roman Reigns. Putting the Universal Championship on the line against Finn Balor. And, I mean, speaking of Reigns vs. Balor, I mean, earlier on in the podcast on Nathan Wrestling Entertainment, we saw Reigns vs. Balor be the first ever match on the NWE. But, Reigns vs. Balor, the Demon Balor, in an Extreme Rules match. Also, let me just cut away from this for a minute tonight. The show is called... Extreme Rules. But we only got one stipulation match, which is this main event. I mean, yeah, technically the US title is no DQ because that's the way triple threats work. But, I mean, you can't have a show called Extreme Rules and only have one match where it's not a normal match. Like, you get what I mean? I mean, obviously you get what I mean. Fans of wrestling, of course you know what I mean. Anyway. I think that's a bit stupid. Anyway, back to Roman versus Bala. I'm sorry, I keep cutting myself off. I should really be prepared. I mean, I've got me notes, but I keep rambling and rambling and rambling. I mean, that tends to happen. Anyway, back to Roman versus Bala, I think the winner is your tribal dog, the chief head of the table. Yeah, he's going to get the victory, isn't he? I mean, I know. Why bring the demon back just to have him lose? Especially when he's undefeated on the main roster. I have no clue why you would bring the Demon back. Just to have him get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a full-on ass whooping. I mean, obviously, Finn's going to have the offense. Finn may even dominate the match. But Roman, at the end of the day, will win. I mean, they've already announced Roman versus Brock for Crown Jewel, for God's sake. I mean, that's probably going to be the title the match. And to be fair, I want to see Big E versus Roman. I mean, I'd rather have seen Lashley versus Roman, but Big E is an amazing choice for WWE champion. And, uh, yeah, Big E versus Roman, that's going to be a great match if it happens. I mean, Big E versus Ballo would be good, but I mean, I'm more invested in Big E versus Roman. No, no, no. I think WWE has booked themselves into a corner a bit with this. I mean, either you have Finn Balor in the Universal Championship... Have Roman Reigns take his first clean loss going into It was a really big match with Brock Lesnar. Oh, you have Roman win, and therefore the whole return of the demons a bit pointless because he's just lost on his first match back. And I mean, as soon as Balor came back as normal Balor, he just got shoved into the title thing with Roman Reigns and then just lost. <clears throat> now he's the demon, he's probably just gonna lose. And then Bala's gonna get lost in the shuffle again. And it's really bad for Finn Bala, but you know, tribal chief and that, Roman Reigns is gonna win. And just as I did for the US Prophets match, my notes literally say reason, bloodline, they're the ones. <laughs> Cause you know the we the ones thing. They're the ones, you know. Bloodline, the table, the tribal chief, the big Dog you know, <laughs> sorry for <that. laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, you do not want to hear me go big dog again, do you, no, Th- that is going to become a thing on that wrestling podcast, I-, I am certain that I will keep going big dog whenever I mention him, so I apologise in advance for anybody who want- who is going to become a regular viewer, regular viewer, for God's sake, a regular viewer, a regular listener <laughs> <laughs> of this podcast, anyway, Roman Reigns is going to win, I mean, I may add some extra position p- positions. Ah, oh, I need to stop messing up my words. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gonna add some extra predictions for Extreme Rules. I think will there be any returns? Probably Sasha Banks. Will there be any matches added? I mean, there's definitely gonna be one or two. Big E, Bobby Lashley, maybe just announced this weekend on socials. And if that does happen, Big Big E for the victory. Um. Maybe we get another match after SmackDown between King Nakamura and Apollo Cruz. Nakamura would win that. Maybe we get Sammy versus Dominic on the pre show or something. But Sammy will win and then Dominic will oh, batter his dad RAY Mysterio. I don't know why I shouted Batter like that, but he will batter his dad Rey Mysterio if that happens. When that happens, whatever. Anyway. I'll stop rambling on. They were my Extreme Rules predictions. This has been That Wrestling Podcast. I would like to thank any of you that have reached this point. Listening to my rambling on voice for like an hour and 15 minutes. I would like to really say thank you for listening to the podcast. I thank you to Alex Kane for coming on the podcast, of course. I thank you for anybody that has helped motivate me to want to do this. Shout out to anybody... That wants to get into podcasting. And I think it's a really good market to get into right now. Anybody to do with wrestling. I'd like to shout them out. Yes, I'm shouting out the whole world right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Also remember. Follow that wrestling page on Instagram. Follow The Running Knee on Instagram. That's it from me. Goodbye. And good night.